Extra Daily Planet Extra. Welcome to episode 11 of Man of Screen Extra. I am your host, Mike Zumo. On this episode, I'm going to be discussing with a few others the way Superman returning to the Supergirl television show. And it's almost going to be like a follow-up to the show I previously had with uh, my old old buddy Tom Benya and uh, Scott McGregor. And I'm also going to be joined by my co-host for the uh, George Reeves show, Mr. Bob Fisher will be here. For those of you who remember Man of Screen Extra number one, Bob was on the show also with Rebecca Johnson, and we talked about Superman before he was really appeared on the show as a character. And I'm going to add Bob to the mix, and we're going to have, I think we're going to have a fun discussion about the way Superman was used on the season finale of the second season of Supergirl. But uh, before I get to that, I've got an email from Dave McElvenny that I'd like to get to. Dave is writing in on Man of Screen Extra, episode number 10, in which I talked about the Batman and Robin movie serial from 1949. Dave writes, Greetings, Mike. I enjoyed your look at the 1949 Batman and Robin serial. I saw this serial, as well as, as well as its 1943 predecessor, Batman, at my local movie theater when I was a kid in the early 60s. The theater would show old cartoons and serial episodes before the Saturday kids' matinees, and my brother and sister and I would always look forward to the serials. I must say, although Batman and Robin is dated when viewed nowadays, it was great fun for a 6- or 7-year-old boy back in the early 60s. It's certainly free of the pretty blatant racism of the 1943 serial. I do recall, even as a kid, finding it amusing that Batman drove around in a car in what was recognizable as Bruce Wayne's car. Certainly, in the comics I was reading at the time, Batman had his Batmobile, and as I began to read reprints of older stories, I knew that, even in the 1940s, there was a distinct Batmobile. In fact, the 1940s version of the Batmobile is one of my favorites, even now. You asked for suggestions for future extra episodes, and while I don't know all the branches of fandom that you enjoy, I certainly think you'd do some good episodes on the upcoming Wonder Woman and Justice League movies. I also enjoyed your earlier episode on your family trip to Walt Disney World. So maybe you might consider an episode of the experience of watching Ghostbusters or other movies with your daughter. Live long and prosper, Dave McElvenny. And as usual, I'd like to uh, thank Dave for his feedback. And I have mentioned to Dave in passing, you know, on Facebook and uh, whatnot. That, uh, and I'm sure Dave has seen some of my posts about, especially from a few months ago, where I point out that while I love the 1984 Ghostbusters movie, my daughter had been watching it for a time on what felt like a continuous loop, and it almost felt like I was getting to a point where I was starting to get tired of the film, which I really hope never happens, but... And I think that's possible down the line. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, it's hard to put my daughter on a podcast. She's only six years old and doesn't really uh, articulate her thoughts, you know, well enough to make for an interesting conversation about it. But, you know, maybe we'll see when the what happens down the line. Right now, we're going through the Harry Potter movies. We just finished recently, uh, as I record this on May 26th, we watched Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban last night. So she's three movies in and she's really enjoying the Harry Potter franchise. So maybe uh, when we're done, I will uh, see about getting her thoughts on it and uh, going from there. 
But as far as today's business goes, like I said, I'm going to have Bob Fisher, Scott McGregor, and um, my old friend Tom Benya. And we're going to be discussing Superman's return to Supergirl in the season finale entitled Nevertheless, She Persisted. In which Superman kind of shows up under the influence of Silver Kryptonite and uh, has a major uh, throwdown with Kara in the show's opening minutes. And then, you know, we're just going to discuss briefly the adventure he had in that episode with her and whether or not we liked it. So I'm going to take a quick break, play a podcast promo, and then I'm going to come back with our discussion on Superman's return to Supergirl. Hang around, folks. As superhero movies are becoming mainstream entertainment at theaters around the world, comic fans also have plenty of heroic action on the small screen to keep them sated while waiting for the next blockbuster. We are in a golden age of superhero television shows, with plenty of offerings from both the Marvel and DC universes, and the trend shows no sign of slowing down. To chronicle these recent shows and even examine some of the classics, we are proud to present Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. In every podcast, we'll be doing recaps of individual episodes of one Marvel show and one DC show until we catch up to them or some supervillains shut us all down. My name is Scott McGregor, and I'm the fastest podcaster alive. That's what she said. And I'm Chris Tyler, one of your agents of cool. To bring you this podcast, we each have to become someone else. We each have to become something else. Two, two, All right, welcome back, folks. As promised, I've got a whole uh, bevy of podcasting talent, I believe, with me to discuss the uh, most recent appearance of Superman on Supergirl. I've got with me, I have I have Bob Fisher, most Hello. of you know. I've got my, my old friend Tom Benya from the old days. Hey, how's it going? Oh, good. He's, he is still there. And <laughs> and we have uh, Scott McGregor, one of my cohorts from Fear of the Walking Dead cast. Say hello, Scott. Yeah, hello, Scott. <laughs> and welcome to the network, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah thank you. Oh, yeah, the Two True Freaks Network. Yeah. Ooh. Should I have dressed better for this since we're on the network now? Well, you're wearing pants, right? The family. More or less. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, less. I believe from what I've heard, less is more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I put on my Superman shirt for this. Um, I actually used to work with a guy named Lesmore. So there you go. All right. Wow. And uh, we are talking about. Uh, Superman's, I guess we'll call it his second appearance. I kind of count the appearance at the beginning of the season as one appearance, even though it was two episodes. So he's back for the uh, season finale to kind of bookend things. So we're going to go around the room a little bit. We'll start with, I guess Bob is on my left here. What did you think of Superman's uh, latest appearance on the show? I loved it. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, and this is not against the actor. I think the actor does a fine job when he's given stuff to do. But I have the same problem now that I have with some of the earlier stuff. Superman should show up when he's needed to save the day, not when he is needed to say, oh, hey, Supergirl's more powerful than you are. (laughs) She could have done all of that with the Martian Manhunter. But I love seeing him, except for that stupid cape. Um, (laughs) I love the guy. I think the guy makes a pretty good Superman. The costume looks good, except for that cape. And you know, it's weird. That cape, and this is a little babble, but the cape, it's almost like they finished the design and they had a regular tucked in cape that looked really good. And somebody said, no, 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 that looks too good. We need something that people will gripe about. Okay. Yeah. You know, (laughs) 
So they said, the all right, nerds let's... will die without controversy. Exactly. <laughs> so they make a suit that looks decent and then put these crappy clips. What were they thinking? And with a TV show, I say the same thing about a movie. The design has to go through so many people before somebody finally says, yes, okay, that's it. We're going to shoot it. How ma- did nobody look at that thing and say, uh, you know, your eyes just go right there. That's just a really bad design. Did nobody say that? No, I think the problem might be that it goes too far up the ladder to people that don't know what the fuck they even, you know, they, they, they get a piece of paper stuffed in their face and they're like, yeah, go with that. Yeah, go with that. I think you're right. I think it's just executives aren't really paying attention and going, oh, well, if that's what the kids like, here, put it on right, out yeah, there. Yeah. I will but, say this about the costume. Because yeah. uh, I watched the, the pilot episode the other night because I'm finally getting my daughter to watch the show. Oh, good. The uh, the sleeve they showed in the pilot does kind of match what he has now. So mm-hmm. it's the same. So at least it's that little bit of continuity of costume. Good, good, good. Well, yeah. And when they when when they showed Superman like ghosted before they had an actor playing him, I think they did have a tucked in cape and not mm-hmm. a clippy cape. But I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But, well, I think I but, even said this on the on the last Supergirl when she Superman on Earth, or when he saved her from uh, in the uh, junkyard. The shit. Yeah. Wait, what was that? Well, the beginning. Which, which, uh, you know, costume were you talking about? Oh, when, uh, yeah, when when he was lit behind her and she was getting beat up, I think by Metallo. Reactron. Oh, Reactron, right. It was Reactron. And, and he was just lit from the back so we couldn't see his face. But when he, it looked to me like for that, as they panned by him really quickly, there were no clips on the front of that suit. But we couldn't really tell. We couldn't really tell. And then all we see was boots laying in a med bay. Um, But, you see, that's really my – and to get back to the point, that's really my big complaint about the show. I love seeing Superman on here. I think they've got a decent actor playing the part. And uh, – Hang on. Go ahead, Tom. I said I'm surprised that they haven't, you know, offered him a show. No, I don't think think they're going to as long as – Yeah, I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I mean, I'd love to see a weekly Superman show, but I think you bring a Superman show on, um, Supergirl goes bye-bye. Yeah. It's over. Um, but, you know, I just go back to the point that Superman should be the most impressive thing in any room of people. I don't care how many aliens, how many Justice Leaguers, how many other superheroes are around. I don't care if it's Thor or Iron Man or Marvel. It doesn't matter. Superman should be the most impressive person in the room. And when he was in the first episode of the season, that opening scene of him walking through the DEO and everybody kind of, you know, partying and him going and shaking everybody's hand. And it, that was Superman. That was so cool. Hey, come on. Wind still almost soiled his knickers at the sight of him. And that's doesn't, true. Doesn't take much to soil Wind's knickers. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, and I understand how Wind did it. And I thought that was a really cool scene. Most of those scenes I have no problem with. My real problem comes is when, okay, now we got to go do some fighting. And particularly in this last episode, it wasn't enough that the opening, the five, seven or whatever minute opening was a fight between Superman and Supergirl, which should never have happened. And all of that was to say, yes, Supergirl is stronger than Superman. So with her being Supergirl for a year and a half, two years, she now knows all the moves necessary to beat a guy who's been Superman for 12 years. There was so much that you just know he should have been called in to help them with whatever the problem was 
not just so Superman and Supergirl could fight and then reemphasizing at least five times. I counted it at least five times during this episode. No, you're stronger than me. No, you're faster than me. No, you're smarter than me. No, your brain is more Kryptonian than mine. So I'm affected by stuff that you're not. No, that over throughout the entire episode, regardless of how cool Superman looked, and he did. Some of the flying scenes were terrific. Some of the stuff with him and Martian Manhunter, outstanding. But then it's like, oh, that needs help. Well, Supergirl will handle that. I need to get this kitten out of the tree. That's an exaggeration. But that's what they were doing. And I just think it was a misstep. I think they misused him and waste Superman. If all he's going to be is the guy to be there to say, we all think Superman's the best, but Supergirl is even better. Okay, fine. And that's not show, show. I understand. And I love her (laughs) show. I love this show. Okay. But I think if you diminish him to try to make her look good, you really diminish them both. You really need to have her elevated up to his level. How does she continue, though, to look up to him if everything that he does, she does better? Where, where's the awe factor? Where's the, ah, uh, you know, the, ooh, it's Superman. It, why is that even a thing if she's better than him in every angle? I mean, she can be. I'm not saying that she can't be, but I just don't like the way they do that. I think there are many other ways they could have st- said yes because of the physiology or some sort of whatever her soaking up yellow sun or whatever the thing is that gives her this extra boost fine but you don't have to keep emphasizing it every scene he's in just to make her look better so maybe i'm in a minority here so i doubt it but (laughs) (laughs) but maybe i should go next because i think i have the most directly well actually i have less of an opposing view than i think i thought i would with you but so i agree with a lot of your points and um mm. they did definitely hit you over the head with it i don't have a problem with it and i i i know why they are structuring it that way as i said her show and you know very touchy time for feminism in our country and all that good stuff Feel free to edit out any stupid comments i make um but overall i loved it i just i still you know us getting a tv superman again is pretty much trumps everything else in my mind and you know i didn't really expect him to be back in this season so that that is pretty cool. cool i must admit i agree with you there the fact that you know we have had now superman on television and a whole new actor that is cool that is really cool and i wouldn't mind seeing him on the show even more periodically two or three times a year maybe even just as clark kent Although it doesn't really matter because it seems like everybody knows Clark is Superman. Well, yeah, pretty much. Except for Cat, she's more interested uh, in Clark. Cat must know too. She made the glasses comment. She's not looking at his eyes. She's trolling. Uh, Probably not. um, I was uh, glad they did have her say that last line that she finally said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we weren't buying, you know. It, Nobody was buying the fact that she didn't know that Kara was Supergirl. Especially after she saw Jimmy, you know, so it's like, right. come on. Um, <laughs> but the one big disagreement we have is, I, and I thought I wouldn't like the fight. I knew a couple of y'all wouldn't want to happen, mm-hmm. but I, I actually, it was a great fight. I mean, I, I kind of agree that it was stupid reasons for bringing him in, you know, the whole but at least they didn't. It wasn't just mind control. It was, you know, silver kryptonite hypnosis. You know, he thinks right. that. You know, I think the real travesty is that we only got Zod for like ten seconds in this. That was the uh, best part. 
<laughs> you're gonna break it out you know at least he did the kneel line sort of but i mean i thought it was a great they definitely between this one and, and the flash and and arrow the the cw definitely wrote the big checks for the, the special effects this year they really did listen um, that has been very impressive that cw was able to do what they've done with Supergirl. well with all of them all of yeah. them this year. legends just really raised their game up and for them to to put the special effects into Supergirl, because that's what I thought. I thought we were going to not see as many fight scenes or special effects or flying or saving buildings or explosions. We were going to see the stuff that we saw in CBS, but I didn't miss it at all. I think CB, uh, CW, I liked this season overall very much with Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really, really strong season. I did like this. Uh, I said the first big plot hole for me was why didn't, you know, Raina is her name or Raya? Brad. Oh, whatever. Terry Hatcher, woman of my dreams. Why shouldn't just use Silver Kryptonite on Supergirl, too? But whatever. Maybe she tried and it didn't affect her. Well, because she's so much better. Because <laughs> yeah, she's I, so much better. Right? I don't know. <laughs> limited supply. I, I'm going with she had a limited <laughs> supply of it, just so it doesn't make you any angrier, Bob, because you're scaring me. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, overall, I loved it. I could wish I could have seen more. I, I I don't mind that she might be stronger. And said my my brain can will be will go to well, she was older on Krypton before she left. So I know it makes no sense because he was technically the one absorbing yellow rays longer than she. So he should actually be the powerful mm-hmm. one just by DC comic science standards. But whatever, it's her show. Um, loved having Cat Grant back. Obviously, and uh, you know, great little Star Wars nod to, to her hubby there. <laughs> right. Uh, well, just all kinds of. I, I I loved it overall. I don't have anything more to say about it. I all guess, right. Until one of y'all does. All right, Don, go ahead. All right. Well, the fight scene, like I said, the fight scenes in the sh- in these shows were great. The one thing that Supergirl was top of the list, you know, over you know Flash, but the. Uh, the whole fight scene between him and her, she just got lucky. You know, a swift uppercut to, you know, knocked him on his ass. That was it. You know what? I think you had that, I think if you had that fight ten times, they'd probably come out even. Yeah. Right. You know, they're, they're probably right. You know, you she could just be stroking her ego with the whole you're stronger than me thing. Yeah, I like that, Tom. I like the idea that, oh, she got a lucky uppercut in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I mean, it was a cool fight scene. It really was. And I'm glad that it actually wasn't, you know, a, a quick like three punch, you know. Oh, you win! Right. You know, they actually drug it out mm-hmm. because in most shows, especially in the finales, you know, usually it's you know the, the big end battle is always you know cheaply done, especially you know with other you know the other shows going on. It's like you go through the whole season and there's fight scenes, and the fight scenes are usually better throughout the season than it is at the end. So I'm actually glad that they actually had a long, drawn-out battle. They had enough money left over at the end to actually do a good show. Yeah. And, you know, then when he got to the end and, you know, he went off to Marsh and Manhunter and they, you know, teamed up because, you know, they got their own quarrel going on. She actually, you know, she actually duped it out with Terry Hatcher. So Good girl fight, yeah. 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 If it was a a perfect cat fight, you know, that was it. Mm Mm-hmm. There was the one it time be better as if Catwoman were there. I think. Right. <laughs> there was once exist. in the editing of that that was not quite 
on the money and you could almost tell where they stopped and said, okay, stunt person out of the way. Terry, come over here and lay down there, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but man, that was such a good scene too. Terry Hatcher's a really good villain. Yeah, she played that very well. Yeah. I was actually, you know, I thought it was going to be, you know, more sentimental. But no, she, especially the scene with Cat uh, and uh, Linda Carter and Terry Hatcher in the airplane. Mm. <laughs> it's like, you know, okay, all of them are going back and forth. It's like, okay, who's got more testosterone? <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, as far as Cat realizing it's Jimmy, I've always had that issue with, you know, the whole Superman thing. I understand why Lois doesn't, you know, didn't know, but for everybody else, it was kind of, you know, retarded. Because the whole Lois thing is, you know, blinded by, you know, love and everything else. So, because how could you work with somebody, you know, every day and be next to him, you know, not know? Bob, would you like to regale him with tales of super hypnosis? <laughs> Don't forget super kisses. You know. Yeah, right. Well, like uh, Noel Neal said, she wanted to keep her job. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a. If I can just interject, that's the one thing that just kind of came to me that that I really kind of didn't like was you know the speech at the end where uh where yes as we said he's been saying you're stronger you know all through the episode but where when he admits that he doesn't know if he could make the same sacrifice with lois and you okay of course i did the right thing i think it goes far beyond the right thing i couldn't have done it car you don't have to try to make me feel better i'm not i'm humbled by you I'd like to think that if it came down to a choice between Lois and the world, but I don't think I could. You are so much stronger than me. Stronger than I ever will be. Thank you. Say hi to Lois for me. I have to believe that Superman would not question that. He's all about the goods of the, the needs of the many outweighing the, the needs of the one. I, I believe Lois would have taken that thing out of his hand and done it herself. Yes. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And but I mean that it, that almost sounds like it was an intentional skew towards the movie Superman, if I may tread into those Oh, when he turned when he turned time lights. back. Um in that that was kind of the whole problem with B versus S is that it was only all about mom and, and Lois and didn't right. really care about the people of the earth beyond that. <laughs> and I don't want to see Earth uh, TV Superman go down that road. Thank you, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. That's all. Just well, like uh, you see where they went with uh, Injustice. So. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that together. No comment. <laughs> My lips are zipped. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hold off on any of that talk. Boy, you think I'll rant about this? <laughs> the, only thing, the, one, the one thing I'll say to Scott's point is that I don't think there's any way he or anyone else could know that until right. he's in that situation. Yeah, right, right. So if you're going to play might, it for realism, that that's the way to go. That's the right. speech to make, I guess. But. Yeah, he might think so, but I don't know. I think Superman would would tell her that she made the right decision. She was strong, but again, this was like another point where he had to reemphasize how much of a stronger person you are than me. I could never have let Lois die. No, you would let an entire planet die to save that one person? 
No, you wouldn't. Superman, I think, would uh, would try to do both. He would try to save Lois and the planet. Right. And but he would there's succeed. Only one, like, and he yeah, would probably succeed. But well, if there is well, a choice to be made after, you know, being Superman for 10, 12 years or so, he's either going to figure out a way to do both or he's going to save the planet. He's not going to let the whole planet die to save Lois uh, unless he thinks, well, I don't know. I might like being under Daxum rule. <laughs> yeah. It brings uh, up a whole other thing about Daxum being a neighbor to Krypton. Yeah, why Is didn't that, they get guns? What was yeah, that? Did, why didn't they just shoot him? They could have just shot him. Yeah, yeah they could have. <laughs> well, in <laughs> fact, Monel even said that. Monel said, yeah, well, we've got a problem. It, yeah. The whole thing with lead, and uh, so you know, lead bullets can hurt us. Yeah, but uh, maybe their armor, because the Daxamites did have a bunch of armor on. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. What my thing. You know, thought was so. Why aren't there just cops and national guardsmen in the street mowing these friggers down? You know? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Terry Hatcher didn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> she didn't wear her armor. Mm-hmm. All right, but, just, just shot her and then get it over with. <laughs> Well, you tried that already a few episodes ago. Well, Monel did, but Monel did. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. shoot his mom. All right, my turn now. She... Yep. All right. Well, I'm of two minds, kind of. You know, I'm with Bob, and you know, I don't really like uh, diminishing him to elevate her because you know she's a uh, she should be a strong enough character that she can rise and fall on her own merits and not have to kind of step over him to or on him to reach where they need to go, and. I'm going to say this flat out. I don't know of any Superman that would have just kind of marched into that Daxamite ship and gotten into, gotten into that situation. <laughs> you know? But, you know, the stuff I really liked, you know, aside from the fight, which is obviously well done, looked like they busted uh, most of their budget on the fight between Superman and Supergirl. The one with Rhea kind of seemed a little uh, team by comparison. Mm. But, you know, I really like the stuff when, you know, when they're talking, you know, when they're you know acti- acting as family. So I like the quieter scenes between, uh, between the two of them. Not mm-hmm. so much the uh, the stepping stone that he seems to be, and it's it seems like the only way they know how to use him. They did it last year, and uh, and it seems like they did it again this year. They, they kind of wrote themselves into the same hole with, with Superman, and I believe it was uh, Scott who warned me about the last five minutes of the previous episode, five seconds <laughs> rather than yeah, the last five seconds. So right. I kind of looked at him like, oh yeah, of course. See, I was thinking, although I was thinking mind control. I think we had a previous conversation somewhere along the line that you were just like, they better not have like mind controlled Superman fighting her, you know, yeah. for half this episode. And I'm like, and I, then I said, I'm like, yeah, I, you know, he needs to be back to Clark in like five minutes. And luckily it didn't take, you know, too long. But, and they put him unconscious on a table again. Uh, you know, but seriously, will, some, will somebody get the man a new robot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Come on, Cara. really? DEO's got to pay pretty well. Got two incomes going on. They could have done this other thing. I I, I was reading for my show a couple of old 60s Superman comics, and one of them, Superman takes Lex Luthor, challenges Superman to an equal fight on a planet under a red sun where Superman doesn't have superpowers. Mm. So Superman says, okay, I'll do that. Are you crazy? So anyway, so Superman takes Lex to this other planet under the red sun and they fight it out. Right. And during the fight, Lex is beating the crap out of Superman for like a whole page. And Superman's thinking, I'm not used to fighting at full strength like this. I've always held back because I'm afraid I'll hurt somebody or kill somebody with my super strength. So even though I don't have any powers, 
I'm still having a hard time hitting Luther with all my force. Until at one point, Superman just says, all right, enough of this, and hits him with an uppercut, knocks Luther out. And then comes, the rest of the... There comes a point where, as Michael Baylor likes to say, Superman has had enough of your has shit. Ha- mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. It's a Kirk thing. I have had <laughs> enough of you! <laughs> Such a good scene. But that, I think I could have gone with if at the end of the Superman-Supergirl fight, if when she actually said, you were holding back, and he would say, well, I don't think so, but, you know, or something. I don't know. That's kind of know. that's I, kind of I, where I, my headcanon goes, because I've read so many times where he always has to hold back. Always. You know, yeah. and so so as not to destroy the planet and things like that. So uh, he might say he's at full strength, but is he? Is he capable of using his full strength, or does he have a mental block And with her being a Supergirl for just a couple of years now, she's new to this whole thing. She's not holding back. We've seen her fight other people, and it doesn't look like she's holding back. Yeah, they've even addressed those themes on this show, you know, how, you know, she lets her powers get early on, you know, she messed up that boat while trying to save it. Right. Right. Yeah, they've definitely addressed that she's, you know, has to be as careful, too. So it's probably both of them being careful, and he was just being more careful. So, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, uh, you know, it was a writing job on Supergirl right now. Yeah. I and I think that's the thing that I've got the little bit of a problem with. Yes, it looks impressive. It's very cool. And it's kind of like BVS where people, for some reason, want to see Superman and Batman fight each other instead of teaming up to fight the big bad guy or they have to force to be together to fight Superman and Supergirl, unless one of them is under the control of something else should not fight each other under any circumstances. And then you have to get into the whole, which one really is more powerful because, you know, I have the philosophy and always have that. And even they even touched on this in the silver age that Superman would be super, whether he looked like a big guy with muscles or not, he could look like me, a skinny little 150 pound guy. Right. And be able to lift a mountain. You know, it doesn't, it's the yellow sun that gives him the powers. But if you carry that logic through, then all things being equal, if a strong Kryptonian came up to a weaker Kryptonian on the planet Krypton, right? The stronger guy would beat the weaker guy. So wouldn't that follow through even on a yellow sun if they both have superpowers? Would the smaller Kryptonian's powers be as powerful? as the stronger Kryptonian. Yeah, but Kara's like regularly training with Super Ninja Warrior Woman Alex. So Exactly. Like, and D E N. Therein lies the advantage, I think. Maybe Soups is just never like screw it, I'm Superman. I don't need to learn martial arts and stuff. Uh wait. He was teaching her. He yes. was teaching Kara. He was teaching her Kara. He even said here's that. a here's something I learned and somebody else did a little Oh on War World. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, you're right. Yep. And said something about from my friend and little woo, taught me some Jew. They didn't say Batman right No, out, no. He said he learned it on War World. Yeah. On War World, yes. But, but when earlier That's said right. something to Kara about, ooh, he hung around with his, you know, and did a little bat symbol on his ears. Yeah. His friend. Yeah. And he didn't say Clark's friend. They always say Clark's friend. Ugh. If he's in costume, he's not. Clark. No. <laughs> yeah, they got to rein that stuff in. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Apparently, everybody who works at the DEO has some kind of a non-disclosure clause. 
clause in their contract. Yeah. yeah, they better have. That better be a real tight one. You ask Julian Assange how, how those Yeah, leaks sometimes. will happen. <laughs> right? I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> leaks do happen. <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't want to give the impression here that I hate the show. I love this show. I really love the show. Melissa Benoist is the perfect casting because I was so afraid they were going to go with a hot totsy little, you know, you know what I'm saying? She, she can they, turn on the waterworks like nobody's business oh, too, and man. it's too bad. She's a really it's, good actress. They really are. I think the cast they're all the show, they're all great. They're all really good. Um, I think Maggie's a little weak, but um, by the way, I heard today that she's not coming back next year. Well, she's not going to be a she's not going to be a regular. from what I heard. Oh, so is that what it is? Regular? So she'd make she's going to do like a Cat Grant show up in three or four episodes, okay. maybe? So maybe the answer to the big question is no. There's <laughs> <laughs> no exactly. Well, well, you know, they, they they just couldn't get past the name of that dog, Gertrude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, but I think it's a terrific show. I'm so glad it's on the air. The cast is terrific. Um, you know, I'm not as upset about uh, big hunky black James as a lot of people are. I like Guardian too. I mean, and I kind of like Guardian. I think it's a nice fit for him. Although, I'm, ki- I'm kind of done with Guardian. Uh, uh, the Dax and uh, soldiers, though, did they just they run out of? That's where the budget ran dry. Apparently, like we don't yeah, have anything for the Dax and soldiers to wear. So they want Guardian. Let's get a armor. bunch of extra Guardian <laughs> costumes yeah, we have lying around and just touch those up a little bit. <laughs> Well, they should have, because since most of those scenes were so far away of the Daxamites, they could have done CG, had one or two guys, and then just copy them. Yeah, but it looked a lot like a bunch of Guardians running around at one point. (laughs) But that was a funny scene when uh, James, or Guardian meets Cat. You're safe now, Miss Crack. Thanks, James. I'm Guardian. Oh, honey. I can see your eyes right through the slit. She just calls him James and says, oh. Sweetheart, I can see your eyes. <laughs> and he's sitting there. So, <laughs> so you can see the, you, you know, even though he's got the mask on, you can see the look on his face. Yeah, and you could. You could even imagine was, the expression. Yeah, it was really good. So uh, that's one thing. I think that Bernance, how do you say his name? Bernance, the producer of these Berlanti. Shows. Berlanti. I think that's one thing that this crew has done so well with all of their shows is the casting has just been terrific. You know, the characters and we're seeing people. I mean, think about how lucky we are, geeks. We're seeing oh, yeah. Martian Manhunter wow. on a weekly. That's why they really dish. need to merge all of these shows somehow. Yeah, they do. Come on, Barry. The hell, Barry. Uh, what the get hell? With it. Well, Barry is too busy screwing up the timeline. Yeah, but we've got, like, literally a good, uh, very large Justice League running around that could fight together a lot. (laughs) Really could. And since now (laughs) they have accepted the fact that this is uh, a multiverse in the TV universe, the DC universe on TV is a multiverse, wouldn't it be really, really, really cool if instead of Earth 38 or wherever Supergirl is, I forget her number. 38. Is it 30? Okay. Yeah. All of a sudden, Barry one day goes flying through his little treadmill time warp thing or vibe gets him over and says, we're going to Earth 2. What? Okay, we've been there. Fine. But Or one of the Earths. And there's a the same actor that plays this Superman, Tyler Hecklin. Mm-hmm. There he is in a traditional Superman costume <laughs> playing another Superman, a whole different Superman. Sure. It opens up the whole thing that, oh, okay, cool. So we can have all of our cakes and eat them, too. And we know this Earth has Star City now. 
Yeah, the, there's a star. Exactly. So they keep widening it and dropping these hints. I believe I mean, it also has, has Central City. Uh, they've probably mentioned it. If I uh, remember the episode where from the first season where the Flash went to uh, what we now know as Earth-38, he did mention that there was a Central City. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but there wasn't. But he didn't uh, exist. Or, or an Oliver Queen. That's why you have the crisis. Yeah. Merge these Earths. You can't have the crisis without a Superboy. And do we want Supergirl to die? That's probably how they'll end the whole series. <laughs> Eight years from now or something when they finally decide to kill all the superhero shows. Well, off. someone has to die. Supergirl's cast is far too big. <laughs> right. That's, so my, that's one of my biggest problems with this show is that, is I, I think, that the cast is far too big. Well, <clears throat> not, you know, it's less one Dax might. Well, less a couple Dax mites now anyway. Yeah, but it, well, seemed, it did seem as though she kind of got a little lost in the. Uh, yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, the focus is not. It was, you know, didn't seem like it was on her. You know, we had a whole bunch of episodes focused on the Martian Manhunter. We, uh, you know, the whole whole season of um, Maggie and Alex. I mean, right? You know, it's her show, isn't it? That's what we keep saying with regard to Superman. It is her show, or is it Supergirl <laughs> and her amazing friends. Well, to me, it could be Supergirl and Alex's show. Yeah, it doesn't bother me usually when there's a lot of Alex. Although I, you know, I said it a little earlier. I think Maggie. I don't know. There's something about her. It's like she's not, she didn't seem like she was into it like the rest of the cast was. And I don't know if that was just writing or something. It just didn't, it never felt right for me. Okay. I, I don't, I, not that Alex is gay or anything. That's, that yeah, can yeah, be I, gay I, or gay. That's one way or the other. I'm talking about the character itself of, of Maggie. Yeah, with just so much going on in this one, they had some people had to get the, you know, the throwaway. Hi, I'm showing up because I'm in the show, but I don't. Right. There's not time right. for me to do anything, really. So, <laughs> right, right, and that, and that was a lot of it. You know, it seemed like it had too many characters yeah. to service the entire the entire cast. And honestly, if if Calista Flockhart's not going to be around, there's no reason for Catco to be in the show. Not much. Yeah, I mean, like we rarely see like Jimmy actually at work there, you know, you know, very occasionally to get some exposition done or something, people talking in his office, but Cara needs get a, a miss test marker every now and then. It's like, okay, yeah, we get it. Miss test marker works there. Move, move on, please. What does she need um, a job for? She can get paid by the DEO. Is the DEO <laughs> paying her? They, sh- they should. They should. She spent more time there than at her that. job. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's interesting. I think that's a good point that, you know, cause we're not seeing, we didn't see snapper car at all. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like that aspect, but that does make it a little too Superman story like with her working at a newspaper with a hard, cranky boss. Yeah. Right. I it wasn't does. a fan of that. You know, uh, but I do like that. Even though aspect. I still say that I, I want a separate Snapper Car type, Lou Grant type TV show to watch every week. Get on it, mm-hmm. CW, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the character. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I'm kind of like I wish his other... name wasn't Snapper Car, but that's here <laughs> <Yeah>. or there, <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh, now that it is Snapper Car, when are we going to get a snap? He snaps a car, a car all the time. He snaps at her verbally. <laughs> I want one time for him to say, and he had a perfect opportunity in his last time when she sold the story, <clears throat> sold him, and he turns back basically at the camera. Look at the byline. You put my name in the byline? Your interview with that whistleblower was instrumental in our scoop of every other major news organization out there. You, uh... You did good, Danvers. Thanks. 
You're welcome. Well, um, I'm gonna get a jump start on tomorrow's cover. Right, uh, yeah, I'll get out of here. <laughs> oh, so now that you share a byline with me, you're too good to work late? But I thought... I just said you did a good job, Danvers. You didn't give up. Even when that whistleblower got killed. You weren't afraid to pursue the truth no matter what the risk. And we need more reporters like that. More reporters like you care about the truth and said something like go get him girl kind of like what cat did at the end of this episode right yeah. he should have just gone go get her girl one snap <laughs> to just making us wait name. for it bob yeah yeah well, well i have no patience know, i mean we don't know a lot about you know i wonder if the, you know we saw the thing about the actress from maggie not coming back i wonder if they're looking at streamlining the cast somewhat yeah, yeah I think they are. I think it's like a are. lot of the shows are doing that. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, because we're really, left and right. How often do you think we're going to get this kind of a show where we've got Linda Carter, Terry Hatcher, Callista yeah. Flockhart, all in the same episode, same scene, same show? Only one. Per- I, it, only one person was missing. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Uh, right. I was hoping. That, also, uh, I was hoping they'd Ma- somehow Max have one. Max Lord still MIA. Bring back Max Lord. I'm I, just gonna throw that out there. I think he he must have you know, tripped over something and fell into the Phantom yeah. Zone or something. <laughs> yeah, because didn't Lena? Isn't that what her whole point is to kind of replace him? Yeah. yeah. And we're still trying the to make a century us... with uh, Monel and yeah. like the Legion. And that's what should happen to Monel. Have they, they even better, brought yeah. up the Phantom Zone yet? Yeah, they had, they had the projector. That's how they traveled exactly. To the Exactly. That's what should have happened with Monel. They got to put him in the Phantom Zone, and that's how we bring in the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, because we've got the flight ring. Everything well, is there. We've seen Saturn Girl, kinda. No, I'm going with comics. Never mind. Well, so you're saying you're saying now that Carol's already busted up Superman's robot, now she's going to steal his Legion ring? Yeah, probably. <laughs> she's eventually just going to take over the fortress herself. Yeah, yeah. So they've gone in, they've smashed the place up. And we haven't seen the bottle city of Candor yet. No. Well, that's why, that's where I think Monel ended up going was the Phantom Zone. That's where he should go. That's where he's supposed to go. Yeah, that's where he's supposed to go. In the comics, he's supposed to go there and stay for a thousand years as Superboy vows, I will find a cure for you. Oops, forgot. (laughs) (laughs) He was busy. He met Lois. Yeah, right. So, uh. What are you griping about? You didn't age, you're fine, you know. And I thought that would have been so cool if they had gone back to the fortress with Monel just so weak and the lead poisoning get to him and and they shoot him into the Phantom Zone. That would have been very cool. Now instead he went into that ballet slipper they call a spaceship. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, well what do you think the portal was that opened up and took him? Yeah, and that was a Kryptonian ship too. I just assumed it was the warp thing, but you're right, it was probably more like a boom tube portal thing uh i thought he was just following the daxamites i assumed he was following the rest of the daxamites when they left earth because our atmosphere is now poisoned with lead that's not going to affect us at all Mm-mm. no oh, it's it just on it just undid all those decades of getting rid of lead paint i thought it looked like it was accidental that he wasn't intending to fly into the thing no he wasn't it yeah it's was pulling him in but the whole who uh-huh. opened, but what opened it Well, that's interesting. You guys are thinking that he was just flying off and then the portal opened and sucked him in. Yeah, basically. It seemed like he was fighting it. Yeah. Interesting. Then that would mean that maybe his mom opened it and said, okay, bring him in with us. 
You know, mom's a uh, pile of dust on the top of a yeah. building right now. Mom, dis- right. mom disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, I think something's wrong. That ain't going to happen. That mom didn't stay. make it. That <laughs> can't stay. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Brainiac 5 opened. Yeah, I think we'll find out. Uh, that was just a robot that Terry Hatcher, uh, the mom, had planned ahead. And just in case I lose, I'm not. You going just want to see more Terry Hatcher, Bob. But don't you? you bet? <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Anytime, any place. You notice that one, the one episode where she was uh, talking with uh, Lena, she had the exact same haircut as she did when she was on Lois and Clark. <laughs> and it's just as hideous as it was in Lois and Clark. <laughs> Only, in the, only halfway through the second season and the third season and the fourth season. First season was really good TV. Yeah. I really thought she was I, – I still – she's one of my favorite Lois Lanes and uh, in the first season. Just so good. So good. That was a really good pilot too, that Lois and Clark pilot. You got Superman in it for 20 seconds. Yeah. But it worked. But uh, yeah. Yeah. He was a good Clark Kent. He was a decent Clark Kent because he didn't do a bumbly, fumbly, dummy Clark Kent. Yeah. I really don't like a bumbly, fumbly, dumbly, bum, bum, bum. Uh, oh, gee, Lois. I, I, I don't know. Oh, golly. No. Gee, I don't know. Oh, oops. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. No, that was the only thing I didn't like about the show is that they made, uh, uh, the, what the hell is uh, John Jones' name? The, the Martian Manhunter? No, the Earth. Oh, 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 yeah, the Hayward, Haywood, Hayward. Hank Henshaw. No, 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 his real name, the actor. Oh, uh, no, 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 I was talking about Hank Henshaw. Oh, okay, you were going for the, yeah, yeah, Hank Henshaw. The original Hank Henshaw being the cyber, or, uh, cyber Superman. Right. Well, Hank Henshaw, Hank Henshaw in the comics was the cyborg Superman. Well, I think they should have had Kane better, you know, it would have been more better. It probably would have been, but they apparently didn't go that way. They decided to make uh, make him be the Phantom of the Opera instead with that thing on his face. Yeah, what right. The hell about yeah, and they were trying to, I guess, surprise us because as soon as the guy character Hank Henshaw shows up, we all know, hey, that's Cyborg Superman. Yeah. But I think you're right. It would have been really cool if the first time we see Dean Kane, we find out, and in, they kind of did. He oh. does have that cybernetic arm thing, so he's partially cybernetic, but. Uh, yeah, Dean Kane would have been a very cool cyber Superman. Yeah, I did. I did say that uh, way back in season one that Hank Henshaw was the cyborg Superman. It just didn't happen the way I expected it to, be, to happen. Oh, you thought it was going to be the one that was actually dealing with them, right? Mm, right. But Hank Henshaw did turn out to be the cyborg Superman, so I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're just the wrong the wrong Hank Henshaw. Yeah, basically. I adjusted to that. The real Hank Henshaw is out there somewhere. We take our victories where we can get them. Exactly. So, uh, mystery baby at the end, tell me they're not going to do like a doomsday thing, please. It's going to be Mon-El. No. no, Oh, wait, we we, we did that already. Yeah, the the rumor is that it's rain. Because we need more New 52 in that TV show. (sighs) Sure. Why do we always have to have more Kryptonians? Like... The only we need other more Kryptonians. Kryptonians, like we need more friggin' speedsters. Yeah, yeah the only the only other <laughs> Kryptonians on Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only want the Bottle City of Kandor. I don't think it works for me. I know I'm not going to get it, and I don't want the New Fifty Two Bottle City of Kandor where everybody's asleep in suspended animation. I want the Silver Age where it's a little living, thriving city of Kryptonians down there. Do you want everybody to have a double? Of course, why not? That would be so cool. <laughs> Then we can just Little Bob Fisher running around in the bottle city of Candor. <laughs> that would be so cool. There's some good stuff in the Silver Age they could bring and adapt to this stuff. Some of it they do. 
sometimes they slip a little bit in there. But I, uh, I don't know anything, you know, too far past the like mid to late '80s as far as DC, but I, I think they've done a really good job of keeping, like, and they said, people like me that only know kind of that era and earlier, pretty happy. Yeah, the John Byrne stuff. Oh, that's, um, they're pulling a lot from before that, though. Yeah, and I'm 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 thankful of that. I think what they have done. I think the best part of all of the CW shows is they seem to be drawing and not just you know, from all eras of the characters. They're not just saying, okay, this has to be Rebirth or New 52 or post-crisis or whatever. It's, hey, that was pretty cool having the little thing back then in 1960. Let's slip it in. Okay, cool. You know, so I don't know. It'd be real nice if Superman could do a flashback and, oh, it's Superboy. And then we'd realize we're on a different Earth. But we're not going to get any of that stuff. No, probably not. And that's fine. The 52 was a disaster. Mm-hmm. In all your that's the kind, that's the kindest thing I've heard anybody say about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just for and that was for all the comics, not just yeah. you know, Supergirl or Superman, Flash, the whole Flashpoint thing. <sighs> my my blood pressure goes up vicariously through Bob's Facebook posts about the state of DC Comics. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I don't. I'm not a reader anymore. Well, they're, they're... They're on, on on a little bit of an upswing now. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually enjoying them right now. Well, yeah, I, I think, think we can all agree that I, I'm I was like on the edge of my seat for a second with the uh, whole super you know girl Superman fight because because of the Zod plot device. I'm like, oh, he's not like going to get her in a chokehold at one point, is he? <laughs> and like, I'm like, please, please don't yeah. go there. Yeah, I will and say this. Amazing that they stayed on that little scene there for like three, four to five seconds. Well, that was the it only seemed like an eternity. That was the only set they had. Well, true. Yeah. But they stayed, yeah. I mean, on that bit where he's kind of got, he's behind her with his arm around her neck right. yeah. before she does a little whip, whip, pop, you're gone. But it looked and, and they, they kind of froze on it for a second. And I, I bet everybody watching that thing was thinking, oh, no, don't. Well, he's not going to snap her neck. <laughs> yeah, or even attempt to, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're uh, just glad that, uh, that uh, Snyder's not uh, in charge of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, you never know. That's what we were talking about earlier about, you know, that I think I said this on the last Superman, Supergirl podcast when we were all griping about the, the cape straps. And I could see that being some kind of weird corporate decision. Be like, it has to look different than, you know, can't be anywhere right. close to the movie Superman if we're going to allow this, you know. So it's like, all right, we'll put stupid leather straps on it so everyone knows that this isn't Henry Cavill because they can't figure it out. Because his face, the face wouldn't be enough of a giveaway. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> right. The, the actual right. color in his suit and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. So, what did you guys think about the way Zod was used in that fight? Well, I mean, I didn't. I thought it was going to be different. One at a time, people. I thought it was going to be different. I thought Zod was going to end up being like the big bad, but and I'm so happy that didn't happen. Yeah, me too. And I, I thought the same thing Tom did. That that cause that's kind of how they were plugging in. Like Zod's coming to Supergirl. Like, all right, well, how are they going to? He's either going to be like the the new big bad for the next season, and they'll have him at the end, or, or I don't know how they're going to shoehorn him into this thing that's been going on for several episodes. Right, that's so. what I was wondering about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. it didn't equal the hype. You know, it was like, oh, okay, hallucination for ten seconds. All right, whatever, move on. Yeah, that worked for me. Worked yeah. for me. Yeah, it did. Because I was like you, I was worried that it was going to be a whole Zod season again, and and I'm I'm ahead Zod. I'm, I'm kind of Zod. I'm, I'm kind of Zod yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, me too. You know, me too. For, 
for yeah. decades, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I was tr- I was trying to think who actually brought, and I guess it was Donner that in the Reeve movies that elevated Zod to the biggest baddie of Krypton because I think before that it the was, biggest it was baddie, Jack Zor, wasn't it? It was Jack Zur. Jack Zur was the big baddie in the Phantom Zone that controlled and and was considered the worst of the worst in the Phantom Zone. You know, Zod was there and they show him periodically. In the in fact in the comic I was talking about earlier where I'm reading from my show. Superman puts a little headgear on and is talking to some of the Phantom Zone people. He's looking for Lex, who's escaped. And, oh, why would he go to the Phantom Zone? That was stupid. But Superman puts his little headgear thing on and is talking to the uh, the villains in the Phantom Zone. And it's Jack Zor that's doing all the taunting and talking. But in the background, you see Zod. He's there. And he's got a little military hat on, and it's him. It's the Silver Age Zod back there. But... He was not the biggest baddest. It was it was Jack Sir who blew up moons and stuff, killed millions of Kryptonians. Not Zod. But, Zod just uh, wanted a place for everyone well, to live, man. We yeah. might might end up seeing that in uh, the Krypton show. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I I doubt. I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't get the Sci-Fi Channel, so I'm not gonna be watching it in real time. But I assume it'll be available somewhere. <laughs> Cody. So I'll be watching. It's it. and, uh, I, I will get... like no. I, I I don't think you could pay me to watch that show. I just see absolutely no point in it whatsoever. Yeah, no. I don't know because the the my one of my favorite parts of the movie is the Kryptonian stuff in Man of Steel. I think that's a, you know, it finally got away from the burn bullshit and gave us a Krypton that we were sorry to see blow up. You know, when I'm asked what I thought of John Byrne's revamping of Krypton in 86, my first thought is it couldn't blow up fast enough. That (laughs) that planet needed to be blown up. Uh, It was terrible. It was disgusting. An emotionless bunch of... Yeah, we didn't care. Yeah, we did not care at all. But, well, fine. Uh, show me Jarell's story then. Jarell and Laura yeah, yeah. up to the point. Don't sh- don't give... show me, don't show me his his father. I yeah. think they have a problem trying to do Jorel because in effect, uh, Jorel technically and Laura are too young. They're 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 not really old enough to have a full life story before Superman shows up or the baby shows up. How much are you going to do until unless you screw it up like the Silver Age did? And he's not an infant anymore. Goo goo gaga. He has little, you know, he's a little toddler and remembers stuff on Krypton. That was the thing about the Silver Age. They don't care too much about continuity. Totally. So more stories if, making sense. Yeah. The, if if the story needed to have baby Kal El on Krypton, walking, talking, slipping into spaceships, doing stuff, then he was old enough to do that. End of discussion. We need him for the plot so he can do that. Uh, in the movies and stuff, they're trying to now in modern time keep everything, you know, in one logical bubble or something. And sometimes that kind of, you know, paints you into a corner. If you start out saying there is this doesn't happen. It's like Superboy. There's no Superboy. So now we got to figure out another way to bring the Legion in. And if the Legion flight ring is in Superman's fortress in the Supergirl show, why is it there? What's the connection between Superman and the Legion? And does Supergirl know what that flight ring is about? Does she know that there is a future Legion or whatever? They haven't touched on that at all. All they've done is show us the flight ring. So And they probably just showed it to us as an Easter egg. As a little yes, just a little ha ha here, a wink and a nod. We're not really gonna use it, but here it is. It exists in this universe. You gotta remember, he's been around for twelve years. 
Exactly. So, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that he's done that, you know, we're not going to know, like, exactly which he's done or which he hasn't. No, and without his own show, we're never going to know that stuff. You know, unless, because Supergirl does go to his fortress quite often. More than he yeah. does, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's busy with Lois. Yeah, oh, true. Gee, Lois. As well he well, should be. <laughs> Although we haven't seen this version of Lois, we don't know who she is. We don't know. Well, I brought that up in the uh, last uh, podcast, the, you know, where they had Metallo uh, in Metropolis, you know, destroying things. It's like, okay, well, where's Lois? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lois is always, in, you know, involved when something is, you know, right. so it's kind of, because like, they didn't show like, you know, a figure or it's like she wasn't even there. They talk about her a lot, but they you're did. right. In that, in that show where Superman was fooled and now has to get back to Metropolis, and the city is uh, not looking too good. Yeah. But uh, where, in fact, is Lois? And he didn't even say anything to Lois. Didn't even call her. Nope. Should have pulled out his phone out of his cape pouch, given her a call. In Superman number one of uh, the New 52, he did carry a cell phone around with him. There was a scene where he was leaving. Remember that? In the, I don't know if you read that, but when he was leaving uh, the cemetery, he had gone to his parents' uh, yeah, gravesite. I, I do remember that. And as he's flying away from the cemetery, he pulls out his cell phone and is talking to Perry or Lois or somebody. And I'm thinking, hmm, interesting. Why, why doesn't she just have like a Jimmy watch? You know, just bleep. There he is. You know, I've wondered that since <laughs> I was a kid. For 50 years, I've been wondering, why, if you give it to uh, yeah. Jimmy... Yeah, Why don't you give another photographer watch? has a, a calling device that never seems to fail, but we can't give it to our cousin. What's up with that, Clark? Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> Lois. I often thought, why didn't Lois have one and have a different, you know, a different sound? Jimmy's can go z z z. Hers could go z z z. Whatever. But it's super hubris with Lois. He's just like you. Just call out, honey, and I'll hear you. I'll yeah, hear you. There. Yeah. I got my ear tuned to Lois's voice. It's her scream. So yeah. well, 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 Lois would need different different uh, sounds, though. You know, one, one frequency for she's actually in trouble. Another frequency for a booty call. That's it. He can read <laughs> <Right>. super pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what if she's kidnapped and taken into space where there's no sound? Oh, they get around that by letting them have sound in space. Oh, I see. <laughs> They're going to talk on the science moon. is so useful. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to talk on the moon with no space. I know. In the comics, did we know before the New 52 that Batman had a hidden cave on the moon? <laughs> I know, and there shouldn't be. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm I, probably I, sure they covered that somewhere in the Silver Age. You know, he must have had a secret cave on the moon in the Silver Age. I don't Age think so. Because I, everything I read a lot of Batman Silver. in the Silver Age. And until the <laughs> Superman episode not too long ago, or... Yeah. Uh, issue. I had no idea that Batman had a secret bat cave on the moon. Well, it's it's okay. John and Superman trashed it. Yeah, they did trash it all right. He owes Batman a robot. Yeah. I mean, it was a funny scene where Lois puts on Lex's or Batman's bat armor suit, his fighting mechanical suit to fight the bad guy with Jonathan watching. That was pretty funny. I don't know what I would think if I was a 10 year old and I saw my mom jump into Batman's bat armor. And uh, fight off, but I think I should not be reading this particular comic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually pretty cool. You know, I don't. The action comics uh, title is a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I still think eventually they're going to get out of this. They will eventually move back to Superman being a Superman comic instead of it being Super Dad 
What's Johnny up to today? I thought that would stop when little Johnny got his own book. And that's what I thought. But apparently we still have this story to get through. Uh, personally, I'd like it to be, uh, you know, like the story opens around the dinner table or the breakfast table with Lois and John and Clark and Lois goes to work and Clark goes to work and John goes to school. Then something happens and Superman and Lois are in action, but we don't even know where John is. He's just in school. And then you go over to read his own book to find out what he's up to. And why not give Lois her own book? I can't afford that many books. <laughs> yeah, I know. Didn't they try that before? Like every super, you know, get the horse had their own comic. And <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I thought in the Silver Age they had a good, you know, that's what, you know, you showcase or Brave and Jimmy Bold. Jimmy Olsen, or... Superman's pal comic. And... Right. Uh, that was a true. I liked that almost as much when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, I, used to, I picked up a few of those you know, issues, you know, because he was always becoming some weird super mutant. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I just love that stuff, you know, because I like science fiction. Yeah. And when you and Superman is a perfect character to bring in science fiction stuff. It just works. He's basically a sci-fi character. But, you know, people like him grounded down to earth. He's got to be grounded and show his humanity. Well, can, we get that in anyway. both. You really yeah. can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I loved one of the issues. I think it was Action Comics, probably, where the story at one point was on this weird island, and there was a pterodactyl and Sergeant Rock, and you know, and they're all flying together with Jonathan riding on Superman's back. It was so cool. And I thought, well, see, now this is good. This is how you do this. But then they went right back into Little Johnny's book. So, and I think they've ruined Superwoman. They had a great opportunity there. And uh, I liked what, uh, what's his name? Mac, Mock, Greg Pock, Greg Pack. Oh, Pack, yeah. Was writing for a while. And I thought he did a great thing with uh, Lana, making her a smart, independent, you know, uh, engineer. And then she's like two issues later, oh, Steel, I'm in love and I'm a weakly little girl and I can't, oh no, I have powers and they're, oh no, oh no. <sighs> yeah. That was disappointing. Not that I have anything against John Henry Irons as Steel. I like the character. I'm fine, they can date. But why, as soon as she started dating him, did she turn into a typical mush-brained little schoolgirl pining away? Ugh. You did say this was a rant show, right? Yeah, it's getting there. Let's, uh, let's uh, bring it back to Supergirl for a minute. Bring about, it back to Supergirl. Has anybody got anything else to say? How about some uh, final thoughts, guys? Start with Bob. Uh, final thoughts. Basically, I really love the Supergirl show. I hope it stays on the air for a long, long time. Uh, I'm madly in love with Alex, and uh, I just think it's a really, 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 really good show. And it handles the material really well for the most part, particularly the more personal aspects. I think you mentioned that earlier. I really like some of the quiet personal moments. They do that really well. Good acting. But unfortunately, as good as Tyler Hecklin is, I think they have wasted Superman for the most part. I love the character. I think he's doing a decent job, but I don't like the way they have written him for the most part. I think it could be both. He could be the most impressive person in the room being Superman without diminishing her or making her look weak in any way, shape or form. And I think it does a disservice to just pound it into our head that that he is somehow less than her. It doesn't need to be that way. But overall, I still give the overall series uh, 
an A plus top of the line good show and an A minus for the uh, for the final episode for the finale. So it's still getting the A, right. but it's the A minus. It's a ninety five instead of a hundred. So unfortunately, hundred went to Arrow. All right. Yeah, uh, Arrow was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Boy, boy oh boy, talk about. Well, now I'm going to have to go see which actors have signed their contracts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not John Barrowman, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I know he's gone. It's really confirmed. And yeah. I was kind of pissed that I read that before I watched the episode. Yeah, I wish I hadn't seen that come across my feed today, too. Tom, some final thoughts. Overall, the episode was, a, like I said, it was number one until I saw Arrow. Like I said, the fight scenes were, you know, very well planned and drawn out. I actually like that about the show. For the whole season, I think, like like you said, Mike, I think they spend too much time trying to build up all the other characters, you know, leave her for pretty much second. But overall, it's a great show. Is it the best super show? I'm still partial to uh, other shows. Right. But overall, I think Tyler, he plays a great Superman. I said that before and when he was in the beginning of the season. I'd really like to see a older live-action Superman. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Scott? Yep. Uh, I just want to see like the CWDC Super Adventure Hour like four nights a week. That would be fine, and everyone just cross pollinates everywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> well, they are doing a new another uh, crossover for next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just give me a live action Super Friends or something. What is that so much to ask for? So don't even have to call it the league. I'm all about Super Friends. We've already got a nice hangar Hall of Justice out there. We can take over. All right, I digress. I I loved the episode. Just uh, it had its issues, and the the, the seasons had its issues. But I'm still just in the honeymoon phase that we've had mm-hmm. silver AG Supergirl stuff, DC stuff on TV. So I give a lot of these shows, you know, a pass on a lot of things. Although you wouldn't know it by listening to Weekly Heroic sometimes. I get a little critical. It's your job. Right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but I'm still having a ball on watching even in, in the cringeworthy parts. Yeah, I could watch the Superman all day, this iteration of it. And I, I do like, the more I think about it, I think maybe he's just being, maybe he's kind of the one that's just being a good cousin. And it's like, you know what, we're probably pretty much equal, but. You you just lost your boyfriend and had a rough day, and so I'm gonna bump up your ego a little bit. Cause sometimes that's what you know family does, even if it's they'll tell you the little white lies, uh, the good white lies. Lois, hmm? I never lie. I Whatever. Like that. I also, that's no going to be in my head canon from now on. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. What cousins would do for each other. And then he's gonna yeah. go home to Lois and leave her on the ledge miserable. <laughs> yeah, particularly the part where he, you know, he says, "I don't know if I would have done this for Lois," yeah. and, and we kind of know that if it came down to that decision, the Superman we like, at least this group, I think, you know, would yeah. would make the sacrifice, uh, and then probably become injustice, evil Superman. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, overall, I, I, no complaints, and, and the season still got me. Glad to hear it's going to be back. Yeah, no more Kryptonians or Daxamites would be fine. Uh, would love to see some Legion stuff, and and we know Starling Star City's out there. So, for uh, thirty eight Green Arrow, come on out of the woods anytime you want. Well, I think they <laughs> came out saying that there was no Oliver Queen. 
I don't recall that, but you're probably well, just, right. Just, just because Barry couldn't find a record of them doesn't mean he doesn't exist. You guys have Central City, but you don't have Star Labs. No Cisco Ramon, no Harrison Wells, no Caitlin Snow, nobody who's going to be able to help me get back home. Right, yeah. It could have been, you know, he could have just snuck back from the island and been like, okay, I'm just going to be a vigilante and not tell 400 people in my city who I am. Oh, you mean stuck, <laughs> stuck by the city and not put on a fake beard and wig? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that, was, that was kind of... Uh, is that really? <laughs> hey, they, they tied up the loose ends. You gotta give them that, at least. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew that was gonna be a problem in season four when he cut his hair on the island. Right, yeah. So, you know, cheesy as a way. And given that well, I... show's history, it, it had to be, you know... It had to come down to a wig, right? I mean, that was perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I was Luckily, really so, so far, we, we haven't avoided the, the bad wig thing on Supergirl. It's, oh, it's they, pretty... they've got to have one at some point. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's an initi- it, The bad wig is an initiation. It's Yeah, moral imperative for CW shows. So somebody's wearing a bad wig. <laughs> eventually, I'd love to see, maybe eventually, Lex come on over for a, a cameo, and maybe we can give him a bad Gene Hackman wig to start off. Um, that gets yanked off immediately or something. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see them bring throwing them, it out there. CW. I'd, I'd like them to bring Lex on for uh, at least an episode for season three. Yeah, I, hopefully he's not. I mean, if Superman's not verboten, then I don't see why Lex Luthor would be. But I don't see uh, why anything would be at this point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think they've proven now that they can do both the TV universe and have characters in the TV and in the movie and a, and in the comic. They can have them all over the place. And, gee, guess what? We're smart enough to know the difference. Right. You don't even need leather straps to tell them apart, guys. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I got. Yeah, still having a fun time. It's it's my regular Monday night thing along with Better Call Saul. So. Well, they are changing the schedules for next year. Well, for Super, Supergirl is staying where she is. Okay. Yeah, Arrow's, Arrow's the only one moving. Ooh, uh-oh. Arrow's cool. moving to Thursday. Thursday at 9. Oh, that's good. Ooh. That's cool. Yeah. And Agent oh, of the Shield is moving, too. Yeah. Which is going to be at 8 moving. on Thursday. Supernatural in there in season 37. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish they'd quit so someone would bring back the Constantine show. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love Constantine to come back. Yeah, because I'm also watching Gotham and Lucifer, and I think those are terrific shows. Ah, you know, I started Lucifer and started liking it. I just haven't gotten around to watching any more yet. You see, the interesting thing about watching these shows on the CW app is I see all the commercials for all the failed shows that are on CWC. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true when you watch them on the app you get on the, and it's watch now on cw seed because it's not on tv anymore yeah <laughs> like for about a week i was wondering who is this naked guy who keeps saying it's a long story <laughs> hey, bob yeah did you did you notice the uh supergirl billboard on lucifer oh no there was a supergirl billboard in lucifer yeah the episode where he comes back and he's married He's out with uh, the uh, detective, and there's a billboard. Like they're like walking down the street, and there's a billboard. It's Supergirl for the CW. Oh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go back and see that well just played. for that scene. That yeah, was a terrific it, episode. Had me fooled too, right up to. I thought it was a floozy, and then to find out at the end it was an actor playing. It was just so good. Good episode. Well, I, Lucifer I could, could come over it, to the CW Super Universe. He's part easily. of the DC. 
Yeah, easily. Well, vertigo, but yeah, easily, yeah. easily. Lucifer would fit right in with the CW. You can, stuff. you can share a universe with iZombie. Also, a good show that I'm watching. I think I'm watching a lot of that stuff. All of that I stuff. I only watched the first season of that. What about iZombie? Yeah, <laughs> I. But I just found it funny that uh, Fox was uh, promoting a CW show. Yeah. That's interesting. Fox would have fucking covered that billboard up. <laughs> well, I said Lucifer's a DC property, so maybe they it's a DC property, yeah. but it's a yeah. Fox show. Yeah, but because eh. they we're are, we're learning you know, to work together in the superhero world. You know, we got yeah. Spidey coming into Marvel, and Spidey coming into Marvel, and I don't, and nobody I don't wants to do the Flash movie, so eventually they'll just have to put the TV cast out there to make the deadline. Right. I don't know why nobody wants to do that. Why are they having a problem with <laughs> keeping directors for Flash? Well, well you know, I maybe if they didn't good. announce movies five years out. Right. Yeah, that helps. <clears throat> I think Josh Whedon is now taking over a lot. Like, he's supposed to be directing. Uh, well, I know he's doing, you know, he's stepping in for Snyder. Yeah, he's but... picking up the Snyder uh, slack. Supposed yeah, to that's, all, that's all but finished, though. They, yeah. Only a few... yeah, he's supposed to be doing a Batgirl... Movie. Yeah, is it, is to... it Batgirl? Is it Birds of Prey? Batgirl and the Birds of Prey? I don't know. Or is it just like, Batgirl? I don't know. It'll evolve a hundred times before we get it. I'm sure because it's DC. Yeah, I keep I keep <laughs> seeing posts out there where people saying, you know, all right, Josh Sweden's coming on. He's going to save. Jo-. He's not going to save anything. It's just he's finishing it now. He is going to be part of the editing, so there may be some tempo type. That things be an improvement that might be improved. I, I agree because although I don't have a problem with that much with Zack Snyder's back and forth and that kind of stuff, I don't that I don't really have a real problem with that. But I can understand where people think it's disjointed and they just want a linear. Just show me what happens. Right. You know, I understand that, but it'll be interesting to see. I don't know that we're going to notice. You know, if we had no. seen no, we're not. what Zach was doing versus what the Josh The movie storyboarded out the way Zach wants it to look. Absolutely. Right. Eden's just kind of going to put the pieces into place. Yeah, so. the look is already established. The feel is established. Whedon's not going to come in and change really anything. He's going to do what is written on the page and what – he's going to finish Zack Snyder's right. work. Yeah. So – uh, we should get Mike's final thoughts on his own show because I have to bail soon and do. Oh yeah, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, you know, overall, you know, it, it's a good, it's a good show. I enjoy just about every episode that's on. You know, Tyler is a good Superman. I just wish they'd give him. I wish they'd do a little bit better by the by the character. And one thing I want to see if we continue to see him, I want to see her go to Metropolis. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe she'll defer to him in his city. Hmm. Or yeah, that would. Be- Good show. Like if, if that she, was interesting. If she takes over the scene and, and by, after she goes to Metropolis, then I'm going to be a little annoyed. But you know what? I had a couple of issues with the way he was portrayed. Like I mentioned before, the uh, you know the kind of depicting that he just kind of walked into the uh, decks of my ship with no plan seems to you know play into that Superman stereotype that he's nothing but a big bruiser. So I could have done I could have done without that kind of, that kind of stuff. But I really like the stuff when you know they're talking and having a little bit of a family bond. Overall, though, I think the show is a little crowded, and it seemed unfocused a little bit during this season. Like I said, if if Calista Flockhart doesn't come back, there's almost no reason to go to Catco anymore. Yeah, you you can roll Jimmy and the Guardian into the DEO plot and go from there, and you'll probably have a much more streamlined show. So I'd like to see a little more focus, you know, maybe a little less focus on the uh, secondary characters. Uh, I guess there'll be a little bit of less of uh, 
Alex and Maggie, uh, now that she's not going to be a regular, I could really care less about Wynn and his alien girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I you know? do love the, the Wynn and Jimmy team-ups, though. I think yeah. they're a good pair. Yeah, I, I like Wynn that. is just killing it this year. I, I want to see more of him. Oh, I, Wynn is, you're right, he is killing it this year. I felt yeah. like this season they, they lost a lot of the sister dynamic with Kara and Alex, and I'd really like to see them get back to that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'd like to get. Yeah, we're not a TV night ending, you know, at all. Pretty much like in the second season. Right. Mm-hmm. Need to see Kara eating pot stickers yes. ravenously. Then they haven't exactly. been having, and they haven't been having game night very much, very often lately. No. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Bob, where can uh, the good folks find you on the internet? Find me at the Superman Forever Radio Podcast at supermanforever.com. I would say long play on uh, the Two True Freaks Network, but I haven't put one of those out in a long time. So, you've got lots of willing participants. Out I here. know. We just need to find some time because there's, I'm getting email and, and private messages almost you know regularly of, hey, Bob, let's do, okay, hey, sounds great. Why don't you guys knock out that Jethro Tull? Because I'd love to do it, but I don't know. Tom, you want to edit? <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. I'll have my people call your people. Yeah, do that. Let's have our people get together. <laughs> but that's the only thing I'm doing nowadays is Superman Forever Radio at the uh, supermanforever.com. All right. And uh, Scott, where, the, where can they find you? All over the Two True Freaks Network, some more occasionally than others. Uh, Weekly Heroics, uh, Two True Freaks Guide to Heroes on TV that I do with Mr. Chris Tyler. And we have Mr. Zumo coming up in an episode soon. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead cast when that's ripening in season. And Mr. Zumo is one of our partners on that. Indeed, I am. No Councils for Old Men, the gaming podcast, and uh, Mindless Drivel, which is a very, very occasional mindless drivel type podcast of mostly Star Wars stuff right now. But we're going <laughs> to get some plans. You can add cat to it. What's that? <laughs> you can add cat to it. Yeah. Might <laughs> that be that would be a great just great shoot the shit show? Yeah, well, I who is it? I think Brian Hughes wants me to do a uh, which Bob, you'll definitely be the ringleader. Of this one is uh, just basically the get off my lawn podcast where we just sit around and gripe about mundane things. We'll try to steer it towards nerd things, but it'll just be cathartic. Just get it all out, and and these young comic fans just don't know what good stuff is. Cool. Like that. That's all I got. All right. And <laughs> sweet busy enough. <laughs> and I believe the only uh, podcast present Tom has is when I drag him onto a show. Is that right? Yes. So um, far. So far. Uh, until probably Mike gets to Lois and Clark in about eight years. We're like a cult. Everyone yeah. everyone I touch gets sucked in one way or another anyway. That's how Mike I got sucked in. That, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Where can they find you on the web? Right here. <laughs> if you're listening, you know already. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this show, you found me. <laughs> I am here on the uh, Two True Freaks Network. I, Like Scott already mentioned, I'm on the Fear the Walking Dead cast, which is going to be uh, ramping up. and uh, yeah, That starts like, soon. Yeah, next, it does soon. next week, right? Is the first yeah, episode? I think so. Right. And right now on the regular Man of Screen podcast, and. We are just about in the last few episodes covering The Adventures of Superman, starring George Reeves. I think I've got two more episodes left to uh, left to edit wow. of, of our show coverage, and then and then I'm taking a nap. <laughs> we need to do a recap on that. We haven't done that yet, either. No, we have not recorded that yet. We need to finish that. Yeah. 
But yes, I have an, I announced that on the uh, regular show already that I will be taking a short break from the weekly show after I finish the uh, Adventures of Superman, just to kind of recover, recover, <laughs> recharge the battery just a little bit. But all you two true freaks people that just found Mike's podcast, he's got a huge archive of stuff for you to listen to. Yeah, so that, that, that'll give that'll give you some time, you guys, some time to uh, to catch up on the backlog before I come back with the. Uh, Filmation cartoons from the 60s. Yay. Oh, I thought you were going to do a re-special of the the shows you really loved, the episodes you really loved during the Adventures of Superman, like The Dog Who Knew Superman's Secret and Mr. Zero and, and just, you know, and The Elephant and Joey, all all these great episodes. I thought you were going to put them all in one big special. Mike Zumo's favorite episodes in The Adventures of Superman. I want people to keep listening. <laughs> while, while we're at it, you know, and I just recorded this one last night, we can want to add the Brady Burrow to that too. Oh yeah, the Brady Burrow. <laughs> Gee, Mike, I'm sorry I couldn't make it for that episode. Yeah, too. sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that, that, that's all. That's all I've got. So uh, I'd like to thank my guest for uh, coming on, and uh, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. All right, and. My name is Bob Fisher, and I host a podcast called Superman Forever Radio. In every episode, I'll take an aspect of this character's long history and talk about it, from 1938 to the present day. From the comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, Superman has been part of my life for over 50 years. And if you'd like to know why, join me for each and every episode of Superman Forever Radio. So point your favorite podcatcher to Superman Forever Radio. That's Superman Forever Radio. SupermanForever.com Alright, welcome back, folks. I just want to wrap this episode up real quick, and uh, I just want to mention that next time I'm planning to have a discussion on the Wonder Woman movie. I'm planning to see that on Sunday, June 4th. So I'm planning to uh, wrangle a few people together and uh, do a little roundtable about the movie. And we'll see if we liked it and uh, see who liked it, who didn't like it, and uh, what everybody's uh, what the prevailing thoughts on it were. So be ready for that. I have some other plans in the hopper that I'm not ready to unveil just yet. So until I come back with an episode, you can send me your feedback at manofscreen at gmail.com. You can join the conversation over at the Facebook group. Just put Man of Screen Podcast into your search feed and the show should come up. You can also find the show on Twitter at Man of Screencast. And uh, if you don't mind, why don't you leave me a review on iTunes? That'll help other people find the show as well. So, speaking for Scott McGregor, Bob Fisher, and Tom Benya, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. The Man of Screen Podcast is produced by Mike Zumo, and all opinions expressed on the show are those of Mike Zumo and his guests and no one else. All music and sound clips used on the show are for review purposes only, and no copyright infringement is intended. All music and sound clips are copyright their original copyright owners. The Man of Screen is a member of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network and can be found at www.twotruefreaks.com. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at twotruefreaks.com to shop there. If you do, the two true freaks get a little cut of what you buy, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you can shop as usual, and help out the two true freaks at the same time. 
Emails on this show can be sent to manofscreen at gmail.com. And you can also leave the show a review on iTunes. That will help others find the show. Thank you for listening to the Man of Screen Podcast.